Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Ben. You can be seated. Oh, so good. I'm, I'm um, you know, those, those songs, Danny, that you chose uh, this week. Oh, man, it matches the sermon to a T, to a T. So it's so good. You guys have just gone and paved the way. Uh, yeah, so good to meet. I am pumped to bring you the word this morning uh, as well. It has been a, it's been a big few weeks here at Hope. And I thought I'd just start off with some highs. Uh, our, one of our, if you know uh, our family quite well, if you come over to our house for dinner time, um, you'll be asked to share your highs and lows of the day. That's a, just a family tradition that we've started years ago. Uh, so today I thought, oh, let's do that right now. I'm going to share some highs with you. Uh, we've been doing it around the dinner table for so long after many years, you start getting little rules, like we place little boundaries on them. Um, so, you know, with the highs, when it gets to the highs, we've said, you know, just keep it to one or three highs because there's certain people in our family that will just keep going. Another high, then there's another high, then there's another high, and we just want to eat our food. So we were like, stick to one to three highs. But I can say as many highs as I want today. So I thought I will choose uh, 10 highs that I, because, you know, 10's a cool number, and I'm going to say them quick, 10 highs from the last few weeks here at Hope Community. Is that all right? I know you've got to go and have lunch today, but I want to share some highs. All right, some highs, some awesome guest speakers coming and preaching to our church family. If you have, if you've missed them, I encourage you to go back and look on podcasts, look on our YouTube, and um, check them out. They were awesome. Another one was hearing about people just caring and supporting one another. Uh, I was on the phone to a guy uh, during the week and he was just sharing how he's come out of hospital and he was just so thankful for his connect group. He was like, these people have come and visited me in hospital. They've come with meals. They've rung me. They've come around me. They've supported me. And he just couldn't stop thanking his connect group. And my heart was like, yes, go connect groups. So I just love hearing those stories. Um, Seeing people give generously uh, to our ministry here at Hope. Um, There has been some large giving amounts coming in with some gifts. and, um, And I do love getting the emails during the week saying, Tam, was that a mistake in the giving amount or is that correct? And I said, it's not a mistake, it's correct. So that was a high. Love saying, love uh, responding to emails like that. Uh, New people connecting in at our welcome lunch. That was an awesome afternoon. Hearing testimonies from people who have just finished finished our discipleship courses and how God met them through it. I had the privilege of coming and hearing in that room and people getting up and talking about what God's doing in their heart. And that was awesome. Seeing people meet others at our volunteer appreciation night for the very first time after they've been probably serving here for years and just how they came into the room and where they sat along our tables, they sat across someone else and they said, hey, I'm so-and-so, nice to meet you. And, and I looked over and I was like, they've been there for years and they're just meeting, meeting each other. That was cool. People coming out to House of Prayer to pray for others, for our church to receive prayer, There was our first person who stayed in the room for the whole 12 hours. That was cool. 
that was cool. Us staff, you know, I did want to go out and have lunch, but that person stayed. I'm like, ooh, that's really cool. And I loved at 9 p.m. when the day finished, uh, I just started dreaming about a 24-hour one. So I don't know about, I'm putting that up my sleeve. Like, let's go all through the night. Let's have people on night watch. Let's have people coming early to pray before they go to work. I'm excited, so I'm, I'm just telling you, maybe look out for that next year. Our men gathering and hearing challenging teachers at a Men of Hope night a few weeks back. Our youth hearing testimonies on Friday nights and for them to look forward to these nights when school can be tough and a real hard slog. I just actually, Matt, I was going to share this with you wherever you've gone. I was, I was walking in the community on my walk and there was just this teenage girl and I just felt God say, invite her to youth on a Friday night. And we had a great chat. So I don't know her name, but she's coming, hopefully. People organising, this is cool. People just organising coffee catch-ups, morning teas, brekkies with each other, just to keep meeting with each other, bef- um, you know, between our gatherings. That's really cool too. So that's 10. I could keep going, um, but I need to preach a message. So um, I'm just so thankful uh, for what God's up to. And it is awesome just to stop and just to start, um, yeah, putting our attention on the good things, yeah? So I'm excited to bring the word today. I just said to someone before the service, I'm preaching about Jesus today. That's good. (laughs) that's good she's like yay I like it it's about Jesus that's what that's what it's on and it's just going to flow nicely from Tim's message last week and so if you haven't um, heard Tim's I really want to just encourage you to go back and listen to Tim's last week but what I actually can see is the last four messages really tying in beautifully with one another so I just love how God does that we actually haven't spoken to one another but it's just a, a theme happening So we're going to stay in Matthew this week as well, Um, but we're going to head back to the beginning of Jesus' ministry. So we're going to go to Matthew 4, verse 18, and before I read it, um, this is when Jesus begins his ministry after being tempted in the wilderness, then he returns to Galilee and living in Capernaum, and he, he comes and he begins preaching. And so we read in verse 18, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of of Zebedee, and his brother, John. And they were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So we're going to camp here today because I believe God wants to do some business with us today. I was actually planning on preaching on something entirely different Sunday night as I was getting my head into what the word was for today. And um, I was starting to ask for confirmation and just get my head around these thoughts. And then I woke up Monday morning and he just hijacked it all. And he said, this is the passage for today. 
So I do believe it is a word. It, was, it is a word for us today. So Simon and Andrew uh, were fishermen going about their business on the lake, doing what they did. They were in the fishing business. The, the industry, the fishing industry was prosperous. Um, we read in the Gospel of Mark, you know, Zebedee, the father, he wasn't exactly poor. He was able to hire men uh, to come and fish with him. Uh, we read that. So here they were fishing that day, going about their normal day today, and Jesus walks the shoreline. Now, as I just typed that, I just had to stop and ponder that for a moment. You know, imagine just going out there in that boat and then you just see Jesus come and start walking the shoreline. He's walking up the shoreline and he looks out and he sees Andrew and John. And a little bit further on, I'm sorry, Simon and Andrew and a little further on James and John. I want to stop right here just for a moment. Do you know that Jesus sees you? I hope you know that today. And that might be a very new thing to get your head around. He sees you. And he sees you. And he sees you. And he sees you. And he sees you up the back. He sees you. Before you were even interested to meet him, he was more interested in meeting you. Before you even wanted to know about Jesus, he knew about you. Even in your busy schedule, he sees you. He is more hungry, more relentless for your heart than you are for him. He loved me even when I rolled my eyes when his name was mentioned. He loved me in my sin and my shame. The Lord loved Jeremiah, the prophet too. Even before he was born, the Lord told him, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Even before you and I were born, the Lord loved us. He sees you. Like he saw Simon and Andrew. And he loves you just the way you are right now. Whatever you are doing, however you have come in today however you have clicked on this service, however you have opened up Instagram, he loves you right now. You know, it wasn't the first time Simon and Andrew had met Jesus that day when he called them out. It wasn't their first time. They had hung out with him for a whole day when John the Baptist pointed out Jesus as the Messiah. If you go to the Gospel of John, you can read how Andrew starts following him. But Jesus turns around that day and says, you know, what do you want? Imagine that. What do you want? Anyone can have followers. You might have a bunch of followers on Insta. People can follow you on Facebook, yet, yet you don't walk closely with them. 
They're not actively a part of your life. And Jesus had not yet called Andrew. Andrew was just following him behind him at the time to absorb his teaching and and get to know him. It was his own choice for his own purposes. So we must examine our motives for following Jesus. The call from Jesus himself came from that shoreline after that day. After they had spent time with him, after they'd been seen where he was staying, that'd be pretty cool. And Jesus was like, come, come and hang with me. Come back to my place. Oh, that's awesome. That day, Jesus saw him and called him out and said, Andrew, come follow me. It was an invitation now from Jesus. And it was now time to begin to join with him. But I want you to get this today. You know, Jesus calls his disciples not only to follow him and listen and learn, but to take an active part to become fishers of men. You know, so Jesus calls them, come follow me and I will send you out to be fishers of men. And watch what happened after he calls. They dropped their nets and followed. Simon and Andrew had to leave some things behind. And this was a call. This call, you know, was a disruption to their normal day-to-day living. This call was going to change a few things for them. This call, they had to lay a few things down. It wasn't a call where they had to get rid of their home and their property or cut ties with family members because we actually see a little bit later on um, that Jesus and Simon went back to Simon's house where they lived and prayed for their mum, Simon's mum, for healing. But what I see in this passage is a decision being made. They had a choice. Everyone has a choice. You will either reject or accept the call. God's desire is that all would come to him. His heart is wanting all to obey the call. Just like an earthly father wants to see their children obeying him. We want that, right? We want to see our kids obeying us. But he has also given us free will. There will be many who deny or choose not to follow. If you're neutral or you're sitting on the fence, you're not following. But let me get this point across. This choice isn't just like choosing between um, like staying in on a Friday night or going out or going to the shops and going, oh, should I get that dress or should I get that dress? It's not choosing like, should I go to that job or that job? Or any other decisions actually that come our way in our lifetime. This, those decisions do not have eternal consequences. This one does. And I believe it is the most important decision you will ever make in your lifetime. And you can follow Jesus or not. 
And it seems like it didn't take them too long to make that decision. We don't read in this scripture, you know, um, Simon and Andrew were still fishing and thinking about it 10 years later. Or we don't read Simon and Andrew waited for a month before they left their nets. No, we read, you know, there was no mucking around. If you go back to it, the words that are written at once, they left their nets. And down further, immediately, they left the boat. What we see is a readiness to obey. A readiness to obey. He called, they obeyed, and left their nets. And when you decide to follow Jesus, you're going to have to leave some things behind. If you're a follower of Jesus, you know, if you are a follower of Jesus right now, remember back to when you made this decision. What were the nets, what were the nets that you dropped? Because they look different for each one of us. It could be old thought patterns. It could be the way you've always done things. It could be friends. You know, you know what they are. Are, 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 we, are you still trying to drag those nets with you like a, like a little safety net for the ride? As most of you know, uh, I was a teacher before ministry and I had a permanent position as a Japanese high school teacher. Actually, it's really cool. Danny's husband, Frank, you, I don't know if I ever taught you, but he was at the school that I was a teacher. So he's like, yes, that's right. That's Mrs. Haddon. But I love it that I don't get called Mrs. Haddon anymore. That is cool. <laughs> but I had a permanent position. And after five, five years in this role, and uh, at the time I had extended time off uh, for 10 weeks because I had to care for my uh, little Huddy who decided to break his leg and be filled with plaster um, all of his body. If, you, if there's doctors and nurses in the, in the place, he, ha he had a hip spike, um, hip spiker, I think that's what it's called, but plaster from here right down both legs, uh, one half leg and one full leg. And as a two-year-old boy uh, who is walking around and to be covered in, to be wheeled out of the operation theatre covered in blue plaster, uh, it was a, it was, all I can say, it was a fun 10 weeks. It wasn't. <laughs> but um, while I was caring for him, uh, I knew in my heart I didn't want to go back. Uh, so I began relief teaching and this, this season, this next season lasted eight years. And it was, an eight, it was eight years of a lot of things going on, but I was very th thankful for the flexibility that this role offered. And it did require a lot of mornings um, on my knees praying that the phone would ring uh, so I would have work that day. But one of the things about this was that my permanent position was available to me if I ever wanted to go back for a certain amount of years, they kept it for me. So there came a time when the boss rang and I had to make a decision to go back to my position or let it go. And I walked back into the high school and I remember signing the form and letting it go and saying goodbye to everyone. Then a few months later, a few people would, I would run into teachers and a few people would come around me and they would say, you know, oh, but 
I, that's cool. That's all right. You've, you've, you've let that go. But don't, just don't, don't let your registration go. Like, just keep that up. Just keep paying it each year and just keep doing what they, you have to do to keep your registration up because if you let that go, it's going to be a nightmare. If you ever want to go back, it'll just be a nightmare. So just please keep your registration up. I felt a strong conviction from the Lord, well, in this case today, to drop the nets. Or some might even say that day I was burning the ships. That there was going to be better things ahead than what I left behind. And there was a call from the Lord. And I remember saying to Pastor Dan, I'm all in because there is no plan B. I'm all in. So today I ask you this question. Will you follow him? Will you follow him when it doesn't make sense? Will you follow him when life seems good and comfortable already? Will you follow him anywhere he sends you? Will you follow him when it's uncomfortable? Will you follow him when he shows you just the first step, but you can't see the other 10 that you want to see in front of this first step? Will you follow him when you don't feel qualified? Will you follow him when others disagree or come around you with their opinions? Will you follow him when all your friends go in another direction or don't decide to come with you? Will you follow him when he says, get off the fence, get out of the boat, get in the game, get in the ring and get amongst it? Will you follow him, church? Our church's vision is for spiritual seekers to become fully surrendered followers of Jesus. And there is a call to drop the old ways, the old patterns, the old thinking and come follow him into the new ways, the new patterns, the new and renewed thinking, the new seasons, new life today for some. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. For some here, you may have never heard of Jesus. If you're looking online, if you're watching online, you may have never heard of Jesus and what he did for you. And Romans 10.14 says, How are they to believe in whom they have never heard? You can't really follow someone or say yes to someone if you don't really understand who he is and what it's all about. And the gospel means good news and I want to share with you the gospel today. The Bible says in the beginning, God creates all of the universe and everything in it, including the first man and woman, Adam and Eve. God created Adam and Eve with purpose He called them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with their offspring. He gave them the mission of taking care of the earth and working in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve were tempted by Satan and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thereby sinned, they immediately became aware of their error. God had said, if they ate from that tree, they would surely die. That day, spiritually, they died. Their souls became immediately polluted by sin and selfishness. And as a result, all of their offspring, that includes you and me, were born sinful and selfish, all of us. 
Romans 3.23 says, All people have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is left out in this. And because of this, the penalty for our sin is death. Our sins can't be removed by good deeds. We can't make up for our sins with striving to be good. We can't please God in our own strength and we can't simply assume we are entering heaven the day we pass. The striving can stop today of trying to meet his mark. The pressure is off. It's not about you and your efforts. It's about Jesus. And I read this last week in a book by John Bevere. Holiness is not a work of the flesh. It's a product of his grace. Romans 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. God had a rescue plan. He sent his son Jesus to be the penalty to pay the price for our sins. Jesus came to earth and lived a perfect life, died and was resurrected so that we could be redeemed back into a relationship with him. And when we believe that Jesus died for our sins and trust in him alone, we receive his forgiveness and the gift of eternal life. Eternal life is not achieved by good deeds, but received through faith. You will pass from death to life and guaranteed a home in heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And today there is a call to come and ask for forgiveness of your sins, to put your faith and trust in Jesus and to say yes to following him, to pass from death to life, to start a new journey today together with him. And the good news is that the kingdom has come. That God is with us and he cares for us. There's no sin or problem too great or too small for him to handle. And Jesus' words are good news because they offer freedom, they offer hope, they offer peace of mind, they offer peace of heart and they offer eternal life with God. That day with the call to his first disciples, they left their nets and followed him. That one call, come follow me, Jesus added on the next step. And I will make you fishers of men. It was a mandate, a commission, a call. The good news is to be shared to grow the kingdom of God. Taking the love of Christ to others wherever we are. By the leading of the Holy Spirit. And he will guide you in this. It will look different depending on who it is and what he prompts you with. He will give you the words to say. I, uh, I, two weeks ago on my Monday, Mondays are my days off. Um, if you try and ring me or text me on a Monday, I'm, I do apologise. I might get back to you, I might not, but I really guard my Mondays. And uh, two Mondays ago... Uh, I just woke up and the hubby was going to work, the kids were going to school and I said to Mark, I feel like I need, I, I just want to go up to Mullaney, Montville. Um, I'm just going to go and spend some time up there with God. And he's like, cool, awesome, have fun. Um, so I drove up 
to Montville and I go to my um, spot. I've got a spot at Montville. I'm going to share you where it is because there's lots of tables up there. So I will share you where my spot is, but I've got a picture of it for, for us. This is my spot. Does anyone know this spot? I'm not going to tell you where it is. Let me just say that. I'm not going to tell you where it is. But this morning, he, um, this Monday morning, I got in the car and I drove up to my spot. And I just took my Bible and my journal and I was just sitting up here uh, with Jesus, just journaling and, and talking to him about stuff and giving him stuff. And look, you know, I just hear him very clearly when I, when I come up higher. That might be a word. That's a whole nother sermon. Um, but I was coming up higher and I was sitting there with him. And after it got to about midday and I was just journaling and then I just felt him say, just just." drive to Mulaney and just go bless yourself. Like, just, just go and do something that delights your heart. So I was like, okay, cool. So I got in the car and I actually prefer Mulaney shops more than I do Montville shops. Um, they're a little bit cheaper. But um, I, I went to the Mulaney um, Main Street, if you've ever been there. It's kind of on a slant. And I got in the car and I, and I parked right at the top of Main Street, Mulaney. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of op shops down this street, there's a lot of galleries, and that's something that makes my heart, um, you know, fills my cup. So I parked there, and I entered the first op shop, and I walked in, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I walked in, and there was two ladies there shopping, and God just kind of highlighted them to me straight away. He highlighted them to me, and it, and it kind of, they kind of got my attention, and I wasn't eavesdropping, but you know how they, people can talk quite loud sometimes, so you kind of can hear their conversation. And I, and I was trying going in there and, and shopping for myself and finding some things. And I went up to the book section and I just go straight to the books section and try to find books. You know, that can, that can bless me. And you know how sometimes this happens, that the people, they sometimes just follow around you and you're kind of like crossing paths all the time, but you're in the same shop, but they're kind of around you all the time. Well, this was happening with this couple and myself. And I walked up to the second level and I was finding a few books for me and I was like, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. This is going to be cool. This is good. Um, these are all new. And then there was a book on that shelf and this cup, these two ladies were still, you know, talking quite loud and they were around me. But there was this one lady in particular that God highlighted to me. And I, when I looked at the bookshelf, I saw this book and it was Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Life. I don't know if you've read it. If you, if you have not read it, I really encourage you to read it. And there's this Rick Warren's The Purpose Driven Life on this bookshelf. And the moment I looked at that book, I felt God, you know, it wasn't a big audible voice from the Lord, but it was just this impression um, that fell on my heart um, from him. And it said, buy the book and give it to that lady. Well, I was staring in front of the bookshelves and it was, buy the book and give it to that lady. Oh, and then the wrestle, this wrestle began inside of me. And I was like, oh, Lord, like I'm here to bless me. Like I've come to buy myself some books. Like this is, this is my day off and this is, I just want to come and enjoy the day, you know. Buy the book and give it to that lady. Well, oh, it was a, such a wrestle. And I was wrestling and I was wrestling and I left the shop. I left the shop. 
And I started walking down Mullaney Main Street with this wrestle in my heart. And I was like, Lord, I don't know. That's going to be weird. Like, what do I say? Buy the book and give it to that lady. Well, I got right, I don't know if you've been to Mullaney, I got right down to the bottom of Main Street. I couldn't even enjoy myself anymore because of this wrestle. I didn't even enter any more shops because this was on my heart and my knees were shaking and I got to the bottom of, my street, of the street and my knees were shaking. I couldn't think about shopping anymore. I, it was just buy the book and give it to the lady. Oh, so I was like, all right. So I, I turned around and I started going back up the, up, up the street and I went back up to the top of the street and I walked back into that op shop and by the grace of God, she was still there. And I walked back up to the second level and I got the book from the bookshelf and I came and I was standing behind them as they paid for their stuff. I was standing behind them with this book and my knees were still shaking. I was like, oh Lord, Lord, I can't believe I'm doing this. And they bought their things and then they left the shop and I'm thinking, Lord, they're just going to quickly leave and I might not be able to catch them. But then they stayed and looked at the clearance rack outside the op shop. And I'm like, Lord, you are really letting them linger here. Like you really want this to happen. So then they stayed at the clearance rack and was looking at the clearance rack and I was holding this book. And I came up and I was standing behind them. And I wish I could say that a Bible scripture came to mind. You know, as a pastor, I wish I could say that a scripture came to my mind and the Holy Spirit used that. But that day he used a movie scene. He can use anything, but he used a movie scene. And as I was standing there behind them, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, We Bought a Zoo. But if you've seen the movie, We Bought a Zoo, Matt Damon, the father character, was talking to his kids and telling them the day he met his wife. And the day he met his wife, he walked past a restaurant window and she was in, sitting inside the resta- restaurant and he didn't know her from a bar of soap. And he walked past the window and saw her and he was telling the kids the day they met and he said, kids, 30 seconds of courage, 30 seconds of courage. Well, that day I was standing behind that lady and I was holding this book and this movie scene just flashes in my head. And it was like the Lord's just saying, 30 seconds of courage. That's all you need, 30 seconds of courage. So then I'm holding this book and I just tap her on the shoulder and she turns around and looks at me. And I said, hello, hi, hi. Um, I know this might be weird. And I know that this is really, really strange. Um, but I just felt to buy you this book uh, today. I, I really think you need this book and I just want to give it to you as a little present. And she was just staring at me and her friend was still looking at the clearance rack and she was like, Tracy, come here. This lady's bought me a book and wants to give me the book. So the friend comes over. So now I've got two of them looking at me. And so I give her this book and she's like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. What's the book about? Well, little hint, start praying quick. So my knees were still shaken and I'm like, help me, Jesus. Like, I don't know the words. Help me, Lord, fill my mouth with words. And I said, I'm a Christian. And, you know, I just I just felt like... Um, the, the title of the book is Purpose Driven Life. 
and I'm a Christian and I believe, you know, God loves you. And I, I just said, God loves you and He has a plan for your life. And this book is going to help you learn all about that. And she just looked at me and she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, I never come to Mulaney. And I was like, I don't live here either. <laughs> she's like, I never come to Mulaney. And she's like, but I can't get out of bed in the morning. And the only thing that can get me out of bed in the morning is some weeds in the garden. And I just get up and I just weed the garden. And she's like, I'm not in a good place right now. My man's left me and things have just, it's just all yuck. And she said, thank you for this book. And um, she hugged the book. And I said to her, I believe it's going to be a game changer for you. And he loves you. And I offered to pray for her there. That was a little bit too much, but that's okay. The Lord gave me the first step. Give her the book. And I said, please go home and read this book. And she said, I'm going to read the book. And I said, that's good. Just read the book. <laughs> and she hugged that book and she hugged me. And then I said, so I didn't give her my name or my number. I didn't feel to. I felt that that was enough. And I just said goodbye and I started walking back down Mulaney Main Street. And can I tell you, I was on the biggest high that there was no shop on that Main Street that I didn't even want to enter. I was on a massive high. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is the best. How can it, how can it get any better than this? And I just got back in my car and I just drove back down the mountain. And I was just coming down that mountain and I was just... God, I was just weeping. I was praying for her. I was praying for her by name. And I was just so thankful to God for what He did. He's called us to be fishers of men. And my prayer today is you will be obedient no matter how much your knees are shaking, no, mu no matter how much that wrestle is so hard, that you will be obedient that you will follow Him, that you will say yes to Jesus, just like Simon and Andrew and James and John did that day, and that you won't delay, that you will drop your nets and come. And as Jesus invites you to come and follow Him, and my prayer is that you'll be obedient to the whispers, His impressions and His leading. So in this next song, in this last song, it's called Come to the Altar. Can't get much clearer than that today. And we'll have a couple of prayer ministry teams down the front. But in this next song, I want to pray for two people, two groups of people today. And online as well. If you are watching online, I want to pray for you. You can let us know if you responded um, just by email through the office this week. But two groups of people. If there are any here that want to say yes to Jesus today and begin to follow Him. We want to pray for you and lead you in a prayer. It's a simple prayer. And number two, uh, for a boldness, a courage. Um, if you want to pray just like that with fishers of men and ask for a boldness as you go about your week as well, we'd love to pray for you too. So look, why don't we stand and we are going to just let that song speak to our hearts this morning.
Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.